Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. I want to talk to you today about being set apart. I think that the disciples had a hard time wrapping their heads around God's plan because they thought that Jesus had come to overtake the world system when really he had come to overturn it. I think many believers still have the same problem today. They want to be kings of the earth instead of kings in the earth. Paul said that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are kings and priests of a whole nother kingdom. The sooner we stop trying to take over the world system, the sooner we can start overturning it by the power of a better one. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 says this, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. In it, remember, Jesus did not try to overtake Rome. He overturned and dethroned the powers and principalities that influenced the men on the throne. My friend, God did not tell Moses to become Pharaoh to save his people in Egypt, which he could have, being raised as a prince of Egypt. But instead, he called Moses both to forsake Egypt and to be an example that would lead his people out of Egypt as they did the same. By calling for separation from the Egyptian world system, God was able to then pour out his power twofold in favor towards those who had put their trust in him and in wrath towards those who had put their trust in the things of Egypt or the world system. In Leviticus chapter 20 verse 26 we read this, And ye shall be holy unto me, for I the Lord am holy, and have severed you from other people that ye should be mine. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 15, it says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye also holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. The word holy means set apart, different. Many times as Christians, we fail in our mission because we're trying to make ourselves kings of a world system that God has called us to be completely separated from because he's got a better one. And he wants us to demonstrate the power, the purity, the holiness, the goodness, the faithfulness, and the truth of his words to do it his way so that he can release the grace that others might see a demonstration of the better way. The kingdom of heaven is so far removed and superior to what is that it does not come to take over what is. It comes to disprove and dispose what is. So church, it's time to stop trying to build a better pyramid. Come completely out of Egypt. Go out into the wilderness and let God teach you how to build something that his presence can inhabit. You see, God himself personally gave the instruction on how to build the tabernacle 
It wasn't another pyramid. It wasn't like the things they had seen in Egypt. It was simple. It was humble. God was at the center of it. It wasn't meant for man's glory or attention. That's how things were in Egypt. And he wanted them to come out of it and be separate. Be ye holy. For the Lord God is holy. He's not part of those things. Yes, Egypt is comfortable. Yes, Egypt is grand. Yes, Egypt brings glory to the works of your hands. And yes, the wilderness is humble. Yes, the wilderness is plain. Yes, it forces dependence on God, sometimes even through pain. Yes, it's a sacrifice. Yes, it takes faith. But on the other side of the wilderness, a promise awaits. Do you have the faith to get there? Because the Bible says that those who endure till the end, they shall be saved. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, we read, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And in Exodus chapter 14, verse 17, we read, And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all the host, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the angels of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud of darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all the night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. As grand as this story is that we still speak about it, and it will be told for all eternity, how much greater is that than if Moses had simply taken over Egypt? You see, the Bible says that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, And the word of our testimony. And that we love not our lives even unto the death. It says that Moses esteemed the sufferings of Christ of greater value than all of the riches of Egypt. Now understand Egypt was the ruling power of the world at that time. He had the opportunity to lead the world and have anything he ever wanted. Yet he was willing to leave it all behind and go out into a wilderness and be different. To be set apart, obedient to the Lord God Almighty, to trust him and follow his leading to something better. Because God doesn't want a polluted church. He wants a spotless bride. So help us, Lord, to lay down our pride and our desire for the things of Egypt, for the ease of it. Trusting in the things that are made by man's hands, grandeur, attention vainglory, positions. These are all things that are contrary to the Holy Spirit. And it has overtaken much of the church. But the time has come that God is shaking it and awakening it 
to its true purpose, to have a personal relationship with him, to get into their prayer closets and cry out, to let him speak to them, to open up the Bible and let him bring revelation to them personally. This is what Jesus bled and died for to restore fellowship and communion between us and the Father, to turn the children's hearts back to the Father and the Father back to the children. But he's not going to do it in Egypt. He's not going to do it with the tools of Egypt. He's not going to mix. He's going to ask you to leave it. And whenever he asks you to walk away from, know this, he always has better to come. But it's going to take a season of faith as you follow him through the wilderness before you get to that promise. But my friend, the destination is worth the journey. That in the end, you're going to look back and you're going to say, I learned so much. I saw the reality of who he is and how much he loves us. That he walked with us in that wilderness season. That he defended us and protected us and showed us the depths of his mercy and power and grandeur he parted seas for us he will do impossible things my friend to help you to break away from Egypt so whatever that is today in your life whether it be materialism drug addiction desire for vainglory or attention seeking to build your own kingdom this can be an issue even in ministries Not just in personal lives, but whatever the situation, however it arises, you have to step out in faith, even though it seems impossible to cross that sea and believe that his grace will part it before you and he'll get glory doing it. Because when God does miraculous things to get us through to the other side, to deliver us from those bad relationships, those addictions, those sicknesses, those depressions, whatever the situation, whatever our bondage in Egypt is, when he delivers us from it in a miraculous way because we have trusted him and chosen to walk away, then the testimony of it tells those who are still in Egypt, you can escape. That's why we overcome by the blood of the lamb what he did at Mount Calvary, but also by our testimony because our testimony proves the validity of the power of the blood of Jesus to those who have not yet left. Egypt. It tells them the story of how he parted a sea for us. So my friend, don't settle for a counterfeit Christianity full of compromise and sin. Have enough faith in him to repent, which means turn away from Egypt. Walk out into the wilderness and trust him for complete deliverance. There is nothing too hard for our God and our King Today we choose to profess it, to speak it, and to believe it. Because he said that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will walk in both righteousness and salvation. So I challenge you today to speak it out loud and say, I believe that there is nothing too hard for my king. He can lead me in paths of righteousness because he is holy. And he's asking me to be holy, set apart unto him, depended upon him and not the things of Egypt. And when we do this, how miraculously does he defeat the enemy that pursues us and gives us a testimony that will encourage the faith of others unto salvation? Because yes, we are saved by faith, but what stirs faith is the testimony of those who already overcame because that they put their faith in a God 
that truly does save. So, Father, we pray today that you reveal to us the ways that we are still bound in chains to the things of Egypt. Lord, let every heart ask you, God, what is it that you want me to turn away from, to follow you out into a wilderness where I have to, by faith, trust you, but I know that you can get me through to greater days. There is a promise on the other side of this. What you have for me is better than anything I could ever hope to build for myself. Lord, a pyramid that just puts on a prasana of grandeur cannot compare to that little humble tabernacle in the wilderness where the very presence of God dwelt. Lord, I will give up the grandeur for the glory. I will give up the show for the Shekinah. I will give up the attention for the anointing. Lord, we will give up addictions for authority. We will give up the things of Egypt for the things of the kingdom of God. We profess it that we believe it and we receive it by faith. Father, we will come to you each and every day and say, Lord, show me the way. I will follow you through this wilderness to the promised land that you have for us. Because I trust in your goodness, I trust in your love, and I trust in your wisdom more than I trust in the inventions of men and of Egypt. Lead us in paths of righteousness. Lord, help us to truly see this and receive it today, to recognize what a price you paid. And not you only, Lord, but the saints of old that came after you who were willing to lay down their lives to bring the light of the gospel to all of the world that we today might receive it, Lord, that we might be changed by it, Lord, that we might be filled by it, that we might be used by you, Lord. That we might not have the ability or the strength in and of ourselves, but if we come to you humbly and say, Lord, I am your temple, fill it and use it for your glory. Draw men to you through me, Lord. He will. He always has. It's the humble, unknown faces, the men and women filled with his graces that have changed people and places for generations. It's not the big names that affect the masses. Much of what is done from mighty stages never lasts. It's the life laid down in faith that sees hearts changed for generations. Lord, give us patience as you take us through this process. And let us be reminded every day to praise you and thank you for the cost of it. To you, Jesus, first, who paid the highest price. And to those who have come before us, who labored to help bring us. To the foot of the cross. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.